BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, guys, welcome back to a very, these used to be special, these used to be different, but now I'm all over the fucking map, like quite literally and figuratively. Um, I... I'm always trying to find out what works best. And there's this one time, I think you guys remember um, the New Year's Eve podcast, which was phenomenal. Loved that one with Anna Grace. But I was like, you know what? We don't have to do a video all the time. I can do audio sometimes without video. Here's the thing. When you're signed to a network deal, you got rules. And they're like, hey, ma'am, we love you. You got to have video. I'm like, that's perfect. I'm always going to have video now. Also, I really need to sit down this little, um, I have a flippy up thingy that can show me my face. And that's probably why Courtney, producer Courtney doesn't have one of those because I just keep staring at myself. So we're not going to do that. But welcome back to another solo podcast. We are doing two in a row. And, you know, I I don't struggle with these because God knows I could talk to a brick wall, but I struggle with sometimes wondering like, are these good enough? Like, do you guys like these? And I've talked about it on my Instagram a little bit, which will be really nice to lead us into the one of the conversations that we're going to have on the podcast today, which is confidence. But first, I basically asked you guys, what are a couple things that you want me to just deep dive on? Like, what do you want to talk about? And resoundingly, it was the, you know, the topic of friendships, like, when friendships are ending, when they should end, when they shouldn't end, when they don't feel um, equal, right? Which I can go into that a little bit because I feel like the ebbs and flows of friendship is that they're not always going to be equal, right? Like in life, all relationships aren't going to be 50-50 all the time. That's a dream come true, yes, but is that realistic? Not always. So let's dive right in. I am really... (laughs) I've turned a new leaf, guys. I'm just maturing every day. I mature more and more. Sometimes I, you know what is 50 50? 50% of the time, I am literally the most mature, calm, cool, collected. Don't want to speak ill of anyone at all. And then there's 50% of me that just wants to be a petty bitch and just call someone out for what they did and, and say all these things. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Right now, I'm in the the first one. I'm feeling like, you know, I don't, I don't need to, to talk about specific situations in my life. And I will actually within this, but I feel like um, in the past in this podcast, I've kind of like discussed a certain friendship of mine that just went really south and I no longer have. And I'll, I'll reference that for sure. But you guys, I'm holding the mic. Sorry. I'll reference that for sure. But I just don't need to like delve into that. We're going to keep this nice and inspiring and light with honesty as well. All I'm saying is I've had several friendships end and they're not all that one. Okay. They're not all volatile. Sometimes a friendship can end and it can go really well. 
ish, right? Okay, so let's talk about the difference in a friendship ending, like absolutely cutting someone off and then the difference in just distancing yourself. And I talk about distancing. I give my own friends advice all the time in my life, like my own boyfriend. I'm like, you know, maybe you just have to distance yourself a little bit. So the difference in that is important because we don't need to be cutting all our friends off. We don't need to just like cut ties. That's another thing that I am 50% of the time. 50% of the time I'm like, fuck them, cut them off. And then the other part of me is like, that's unrealistic. Like everyone deserves, you know, to be a part of your life if they haven't done something instrumentally terrible, okay? Like know when to cut someone off, but you don't have to just like cut them off at the legs immediately. So I think it's important to know that it's okay to distance yourself from friendships. I actually just saw a really interesting podcast that um, Peyton Sartain did and she notes to self, she's also with Jermedia and she's incredible. And she actually had her ex-best friend on the podcast, which I thought was really cool. And like that just goes to show that like clearly if they had some massive, huge, disturbing like fallout and they hated each other now, she wouldn't have come on her podcast. So like friendships can distance themselves for periods of time and then, you know, you can revisit things. So in my life, I've had those moments. I have had moments where friendships haven't felt 100% like even, even Stevens, right? God, I love that show. And I'm like thinking to myself, I do X, Y, Z. And here's the, here's the, what you can't do. And it's a lot like this in relationships too, in life, like when you, with your partner, you can't do tit for tat shit, you know? And I say that with my long distance relationship. If James and I did tit for tat, every time I came to see him, he had to come see me. Every time I did this, he had to do that. It's just like not sustainable. It's not healthy. I don't think it's just not how life should be lived. And I don't think in friendships and your in friendships in your life, you should be doing that either. So I can get real with you guys for a second and Taylor would totally agree. Um, there was a time in my life where I remember thinking like, like Taylor, when she first had her kid, like it was a, an adjustment, right? Of course, we're super close. I was there for the birth. Like everyone loves to like compliment Taylor and I and be like, how do you guys do it? You're in two totally separate, you know, parts of your life, but you are just absolutely still so close and such good friends. One, that is true. Okay. Two, I can recall times, whereas I'm sure she can recall times where once in particular, she said, um, I think she had like wanted me to go do something. And I was like, oh, I wish I could. I can't. And she was like, bitch, I got a babysitter. You, you're coming. And I remember getting annoyed at that moment, being like, OK, just because you got a babysitter doesn't mean that I had to drop everything I'm doing because you have this new massive responsibility in your life, a.k.a. a child. I don't have to just drop everything because you have a babysitter. And like, I, it doesn't work for me that day. Now, did I say that? No, because I'm a little bitch. I'm sure I said something way nicer. People, please, you're anonymous. I, you know, definitely not. But that's one of those times where I was like, oh, my gosh, I just can't like do that right now just because you're telling me I have to do that and in the same breath I'm sure several times I told her like oh can you come spray tan me really quick and she's like bitch I have a kid I know you don't understand that but I have a kid now did she ever say that to me no because like we don't speak to each other like that that's another thing that's important when you start speaking to your friends can you be way more honest with your best friends yes but when you start speaking to your friends in a manner that's not cool like not okay same with relationships that's a problem. And that was an actual big problem that I had with the friend that, you know, I, I totally cut off. She literally spoke to me in abusive ways. Like it was just like not cool. Like people only rarely a couple people would hear her speak to me when she would really just like feel comfortable, I guess, enough to speak like that, which, which again was not often in front of other people. And they'd be like, dude, what? 
what? And I just thought it was so normal. I'm like, no, she's just overly honest. She's just super honest. They're like, no, that's like really mean. Those are cruel things she's saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. There's a difference in being like, bitch, cancel your plans. And then like saying actually really hurtful things. So that I don't think is ever okay. If you want to like make a list, which I did that with that friend. I made a list, a pro and con list, right? And all these things I'm saying are so, you know, comparative to how you should treat relationships in your life, like partners. When you're looking for a boyfriend, if, if you're thinking like, this guy makes me cry a lot. This guy makes me sad a lot. This guy makes me confused a lot. I don't know if this guy's totally loyal. I can apply all those things to friendships. And I did with that friendship. I was constantly questioning her loyalty to me. And I don't mean you have to ride or die for me till like the wheels fall off. Actually, yes, I fucking do. Sorry. I'm sorry. I expect that from friendships. I give that in friendships and I want that back. But I just mean, I'm not expecting her to lay her body on the ground and get run over by a car for me kind of loyalty. I just would presume like normal friendship loyalties. And at the time, I remember I was single and like, there were just some shady things happening. And I just thought, God, there's absolutely no loyalty in this friendship. She's not doing French, like friendly things things to me as someone who should be super close to me. So I think if in any friendship you're confused, that's a red flag. And with Taylor, with Anna Grace, like with my best friends, I'm never confused. I'm never like, why did they do this? Or why did she do this? Nor have I ever thought to myself, I can't just ask them like, wait, why'd you do that? I feel very comfortable around them to ask those questions. And that's the telltale sign of a good, true friendship, right? But in the same breath, I have friendships that, and this is what I'm talking about, the ones that you need to cut off, cut off. But, oh, and um, to go back because solo podcasts are hard enough, but let's not forget me just getting completely off track. But Taylor, whenever I was talking about like times where she was like, bitch, cancel your plans, I have a babysitter. And then I'm sure there were times where I was like, can you come do this? And she's like, I have a kid. Um, That's called navigating. It is absolutely normal and okay in, in absolutely just something that's going to happen in life to navigate friendships. You are always going to have to navigate friendships. You don't have to throw the towel in. You don't have to be like, oh my God, this is like, so not like my last friend. Like we've all had friends our entire life. You have friends you grew up with your whole life. You have friends in high school, friends in college, adult friends. They might be one of the same. You might have had the same bitch in your life from diapers and that is beautiful and amazing, but you get older with them. And so you have to navigate your different life stages. You have to navigate the different age you are and the different life things that happen like kids, like moving, like boyfriends that you may not like of theirs or et cetera, et cetera. There's so many things you have to navigate because you're both still two humans coexisting in a relationship together. Friendships are relationships. One thing about me, I am absolutely not trying to go to the grocery store. Mostly because like, why is it that you feel like you always run into everyone that you don't want to see when you're at the grocery store? You know what I mean? Like, hello, my ex-boyfriend and three different girls who hate me. Okay, but honestly, besides that point, it is just not convenient. I am totally team have your groceries delivered, especially because it cuts out all the unnecessary purchases that I tend to make when I'm scrolling aimlessly down the aisles. Also, grocery shopping hungry. All of it is just, it's dicey. So my favorite thing to use is Thrive Market. I've been using them for years now, and it's my favorite because it also ensures that I'm ordering healthy groceries. I'm also a huge snacker, so like if I'm going to be snacking, I want to be snacking healthy. There really are so many healthy alternatives to food that I've discovered while using Thrive's grocery subscription service. Some of my favorite brands they have are Amy's, their mac and cheese can do no wrong, Four Sigmatic, Primal Kitchen, The Honest Kitchen, and tons more. They also have way more than just food, by the way. They've got bath, body, beauty, all of it, delivered right to your door and with some serious savings. 
Now, me personally, I'm like a real visual kind of gal. So when I'm on Thrive Market's website, I love that they show you the amount you're saving on your groceries right there on the website. They even tell you the percentage off that it is. You really do get such better prices with Thrive than you would at any normal grocery store. My last order had a total saving summary of 34%. Like that's so much money off. They've also got a price match guarantee, which I love. You can curate your shopping experience too to your dietary preferences as well. So that saves so much time. If you only wanna see like gluten-free options, keto-friendly, non-toxic cleaning supplies, et cetera, boom. Just click of a button, enter that in, and it'll tailor the website pages to show you just that. My favorite, favorite thing about Thrive Market though is knowing that when you join, you are helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join and they give someone who needs help the groceries to feed their families. I truly love when I see big businesses giving back like that. So Thrive Market, amazing, amazing thing you're doing. I also have a discount code for you guys, of course. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash probably for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash probably. Thrivemarket.com slash probably. Let's talk about distancing, distancing friendships. I'll bring up another, you know, time in my life where I remember I had a friend and I felt so bad. You guys know me. I'm People Pleasers Anonymous. I I just feel so guilty when I can't give 100% or any, I should not say that. I don't feel guilty when I don't give 100%. I feel guilty when I make someone else feel less than, especially if it's not my intention. Like I, I just absolutely do not ever want to make someone feel small or unheard or unseen or uncared for. And so, especially my friends. So I have a friend and I remember she came to me one day and she just straight up said like I feel like we don't talk anymore I feel like I don't like get invited places with you anymore I feel like you don't think about me when you think of your best friends anymore and I just remember thinking like I think she thinks I think she might think we're way 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 closer than we are which is making me sad because I consider her like a great friend a close friend but you know it's okay to not be on the same page and it's okay to be honest. And I was honest and it was so fucking hard for me because I did not want to hurt her feelings more. And I just told her, I said, I said, I am so busy right now. I have so much going on and I don't want to lie to you and say like a million different excuses. I was like, I really am pouring all the time I have for friendships in my like pie, my little like pie graph where it's like life, work, boyfriend, long distance relationship, making money, you know, building a house and then like friendships. I'm pouring everything into the, the, the close, close knit circle that I have. And I'm so sorry that I've just like, I haven't been putting you in that circle lately and I, I will try to be better about it. But like, I'm going to be completely honest when I think about like breaking down my day and like updating someone on my life, it gives me a tiny bit of anxiety to think of, you know, like now updating the person who knows not anything for the past month. I'm like, I have to sit down and update the whole spiel. And I, I don't know. I just guess I'm I'm just pouring more into my really close-knit friend group right now. And I'm sorry that I've been a little bit absent and I'll try to be better, but I don't want to like make empty promises either. And she was like, I understand. Now, maybe she picked up the phone and called her mom and was like, what a bitch. Maybe she picked up the phone and called one of her closer friends and was like, can you believe she said that basically like she doesn't have time for me. But at the end of the day, I would rather be honest and her, you know, vent about me behind my back. Listen, let's get back to talking shit about people behind their back. Like it goes back to the Reddit thing I talk about. These people that get on the internet, I'm like, can you just talk shit on the phone behind my back to your friends like a normal person? But, you know, all that being said, I know I was honest and I, I was very, very straightforward with it. So that was a friend that like, 
I distanced myself from, guess what? In the past year, we've gotten like so much closer again, just by like chances, like, like me having more time, us being involved in more things together, like us seeing each other in group settings more and then deciding to go grab a coffee outside of a group setting. Like it wasn't like I was distancing myself from her because I didn't think she was a good friend. And the worst part is when someone's like, what happened? Like what I do? And you don't have an answer for them. Like you're like, you didn't do anything. I'm just, I'm nourishing other things in my life that are requiring more attention and that I'm giving more of me to. And like, I know all of this sounds so awkward to say, and I'm the over master overthinker. So if I can do it, you guys, I promise can do it. You can tell someone that you are like taking time to focus on more things and you love them and you are always going to consider them a friend. But right now you just are like being pulled in a thousand different directions and they're not on the tip top of your list. And you're sorry if they feel any like type of way about it, but like, you've just got to focus on other stuff right now. And I think that's okay. But basically, I think in in regards to friendships, I just genuinely believe that things should not be difficult. And you're always going to have this constant flow, right? There are people that have been so close to me in my life that I would have literally, I mean, truly, I'm weird. I have these conversations with my other friends, like, who's going to be your bridesmaids? And there are people now that I'm like, I just don't think they would be in my wedding there are people who won't even be invited to my wedding that i like adore and love and oh my gosh why i keep talking about my wedding i guess it's just like the quintessential like thing you you use as like a friendship uh, token you're like in my wedding going to my wedding whatever it's a girl thing but um i can't imagine my male audience is super high here but what i'm saying is like you will go through your life with massive massive friendships and then you will like you know fall out of friendship it's not like you're falling out of love like with a relationship but like you will just And I don't want to say you outgrow people because that's not always true either. I have some friends that have moved away and it's just, then I I call them every single day because I talk to them every single day when they lived here. And then you just slowly, and you can't even like pinpoint when the friendship kind of just got lesser and lesser and lesser. And I'm thinking of one right now where I'm like, when, when did we just like stop chatting as often as we do now? And I can't really put it into like a timeline and that's okay too because like I don't need to I don't want to when I see her I'm still like oh my god hi and it's like we never left but in it's you don't ever feel guilty for friendships just trailing off like don't ever feel guilty if you need to take a step away from a friendship like I genuinely think that reciprocating friendships is not always going to be 50 50 and when you find your people your person like my Taylor my Anna Grace's those are you try to keep those as close to 50 50 as possible and when someone calls you out in those friendships you listen you 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 care about what they have to say because those are your people right those are your ride or dies but you know when you think of the circles and the circles are your tiny inner circle and then that circle outside of that and then a circle outside of that you do not have to give your every ounce of everything to each ring of those circles or you'll just be flat out exhausted not to mention the the time you have to give to your family your relationships your children if you have them like we do not have to absolutely nourish every single ring of friendship in our lives you just don't there are always going to be you know you're gonna have to take turns take turns on who you give the most effort to and if they're a real friend they'll understand that and I think you'll know when to cut stuff off like I said make a list like I made a list of things this girl was doing in my life my very first roommate in Nashville I can you know switch the switch the script from the girl in the last couple years to the very first girl that I lived with in Nashville she um and I are no longer friends we don't speak and it was because like she just did a lot of things that were not friendly what is a friend 
someone that's doing friendly things to you every day that you like and you do friendly things back to them. And so the second that changes, it shouldn't be hard. If someone moves away and you're still trying to be friends with them, that can be a hardship in a friendship. But if you are genuinely just finding it hard to remain friends with someone and you find yourself wanting to talk, you know what? I would find when she left the room that I, I wanted to say not nice things about her because she was doing not nice things to me. You should never want to talk illy of your friends when they leave the room. That's not a friendship, okay? That's not. So remove yourself from that before you look like the bitch that's talking shit about her friends. Because let me tell you something right now. Your other friends in that room will be thinking, God, she just said that about her friend. What does she say about me when I leave? That's the first thing I think when my friends talk shit about like their friends. I'm like, what? what do you say about me? I'm not, I really don't surround myself with people like that. Cause that's just like not a vibe. There's a difference in like venting about someone that you're close with. And then there's a difference in talking shit about one of your friends. I don't think we should all be sitting around talking shit about our friends. That's not normal behavior. And if you are in a friendship group that like really cultivates that kind of like atmosphere and environment, I just don't think that's healthy at all. Like if they're like, Oh, it's normal. We always talk shit about our girlfriends. Like it's actually not fucking normal and we're all adults. And that's very petty, like weird shit that you shouldn't be doing at all ever. So yeah, if you need to distance yourself, distance yourself. You also don't have to sit your friend down and be like, I'm going to distance myself from you. Like you don't have to do that. That's fucking weird. You just do, you just, you know, distance yourself. And if they come to you one day being like, what happened? What I do, you do the script. I just said nothing. I'm just nourishing other things in my life right now. Like, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm just got to focus on other stuff right now. And what are they going to say to that? Well, you should focus on me. You're like, I literally just, you know what I mean? They're not going to say that. It's going to be easier than you think. It's me, your favorite grocery store hater. I am simply just not trying to be in a crowded grocery store, inevitably buying loads and loads of food that I don't need and won't end up using. So I've been using Factor to get fresh, never frozen, ready to eat meals delivered right to my door. I mean, legit, you guys, in less than two minutes, they are heated up and ready to devour and you didn't have to cook it yourself, which is just so great. And here's the thing. Honestly, no matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. They've got keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and for bulking season, baby, Factor got protein plus meals on the menu each week. You already know those are James' favorites, obviously. These meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long because you're actually eating good, clean, healthy food. I always feel fuller longer when I'm eating like legit good food. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout from restaurants, it's restaurant quality. One of my favorite things about Factor's chef prepared meals is they actually show you who the chef is that made the meal. Like on the packaging, there's a photo and a little bio. It's just so cool to me. It makes you feel like the chef just came to your house to make it. They've also got great add-ons for snacks like quick bikes, smoothies, juices, and tons more. You can also add protein if you want to, to like a veggie or vegan dish. If it doesn't have meat on it already, you can just slap it on there. If you want to switch it up, the options are endless. Factor is making it so easy to eat in and eat clean for less. And you already know that I hooked it up with a discount code for y'all. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Head to factormeals.com slash probably 50 and use code probably 50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code probably 50 at factormeals.com slash probably 50 to get 50% off your first box. And then the second most asked about topic to cover was confidence. And listen, that is for me. I feel like I love you guys because you're always like, how do you get the confidence? Do you have the best confidence? It is sometimes very much so a fake it till you make it kind of thing. And I think everyone in life, what is the freaking Rihanna quote where she's like, uh, fake it. So I don't cry. Why it's better than crying or whatever it is. I'm botching it. But like, you know what I mean? Everyone in life, any biatch that you look at and you're like, she's got it all figured out. She doesn't. 
Like she doesn't. She doesn't have it all figured out. You think Oprah has it all figured out? She doesn't. You think, um, you know, I was just going to go on a list of people that you think have it all figured out. We're, we're going to skip past that. I'm just saying there are so many people in life that are still figuring it out day to day. It's a day to day process. For me, confidence is ever changing. It's ever evolving. And I grow and I'm proud of myself because every day I do think I get a little bit more confident, a little bit more confident. And for that, I'm proud. So every single morsel, every tiny nugget that you see, oh, that used to bother me and now that doesn't bother me anymore. Oh, I used to be worried about that. Now I feel confident about that. You take that nugget and you run with it and you feel proud of yourself for that nugget because these confidence nuggets, they are not fucking easy nuggets to come by, okay? They are not McDonald's nuggets. You can't just roll up in the drive-thru and get them. You have to work for them really hard. So give yourself some credit when you find those because they don't come easy. So nuggets that I have found the growth that I have found in confidence. I figured it'd be easier to kind of talk about the things that I've struggled with, like actual, like, like I'll give you examples and then I'll tell you how I managed to overcome those. Okay. And though, cause I don't think I could give some like life lesson. Like, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like the Ted talks by yourself were kind of hard. I just need to give like real life, like examples and then tell you how I'm continuously working every day to try to get over those because a lot of them I'm still working on every day. But Something that I've learned with confidence is being different is your power, right? And I know it sounds cliche. Being different is your superpower. Nobody's you, but you, but it is so fucking true. You guys, like even James reminds me all the time, like, cause I used to get, and I talked about this on my episode with Alex Bennett a lot where I'm like, I'm always worried. Like, Oh, what? I'm not always worried, but like the idea of his parents creeps into my mind sometimes where I'm like, are they going to think that's weird? Are they going to think this? And he's like, be you. They like you for you. So be you. There's nothing better than being yourself. When they met you, you were being you. So they like you, be you. And you're like, okay, how many times can I say be you, be you in one second? But it's the truth. Like you are the, you have power in being different. And I mean that in the standpoint of the way you look. I think if you want to fix anything on your face, fix it. That's great. But like the world in which we live in now where I feel like everyone looks at everyone else on Instagram, which that shit is not fucking real. We all know how good apps are these days, but like you're looking at these filters, you're looking at these girls that are sometimes just fucking stunning naturally. There are absolutely girls out there that are just freaking gorgeous and don't have a flaw on them. And we, we, I'm talking about the general public because we are, we're not them. We're most likely never going to be them. No matter how much we try to fix our face, tweak it with a filter, tweak it with filler or, or Botox or anything in our lives. Like you're just never going to be them. So hone in on the power of being different. There are people every single day that I look at on Instagram, right? And I try to limit myself because it's just that shit ain't healthy all the time. But I follow people. I follow lots of gorgeous people. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, if I was just this, this tan, tiny waisted, big, big, big old titted covered in sand because it won't mess up her spray tan because she doesn't have a spray tan because she's naturally tan in the Italian sun. And she's just like looking there with her dark fuzzy brows and her dark eyelashes. And another thing, you always want what you don't fucking have, you know? And I'm like, I will never be that. I will never be that. So being jealous of it and trying to, to obtain it by somehow, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to behoove me in any way to just constantly like stare at that long for that because that will never be me, okay? Like my best friend is basically all those things minus the big tits when she's not pregnant, but like she is that. And I don't look at her being like, if I could only just look like Taylor, like she's stunning in her own right. And I, I like myself for my own right. I will always be the girl in a spray tan, in the shade with SPF, making someone laugh. And guess what? 
that's my power. There's power in everything about yourself. And there is someone in your life every single day. It could be, you can sub out your mom, your dad, your, your significant other, your sisters, your siblings, your, your anyone. There's always someone in your life that is proud of you. Right. And you might say, I don't, my parents aren't proud of me. My siblings aren't proud of me. You've got a teacher or someone in your life. That's proud of you. You've got a friend that's proud of you. You, there is someone, everyone has someone in their life that is proud of them. I promise you, if you're listening to this, there's someone in your life that's proud of you. So you need to hone in on that and remember that someone out there is proud of the things that you're doing, right? So I find confidence in things like that, knowing that there is always, no matter what, no matter if I'm the lowest of the low, I've got nothing going on in my mind. You know, like you're always like, I could be doing more or that's what I always think anyways. And I'm always around myself. There is someone that is proud of me. And I needed to remember that like they're proud of me for being just exactly who I am. Just me. So when you're feeling down, like just remember there's someone out there that's proud of you. And then like, I don't know, pick up the phone and call them. If you know them personally, pick up the phone and call them. And you probably do. And, and just ha have a conversation with them about how you're feeling because usually they'll make you feel so much better about yourself. And it's not a pity party. Sometimes we all just need a little confidence boost. For me, I call my mom. My mom always makes me feel good. Anna and Grace. Anna Grace is always like, you're doing this, 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 this. And so here's another thing I'll say, because I feel like this is a very common phrase and something that I, I, I feel like I see on Instagram or listen to on podcasts a lot. And it's that comparison is the thief of joy, right? I did not coin that phrase, but we all know it to be true. It is absolutely the thief of joy, but we can't go around in our life not like just noticing obvious comparisons, right? Like it's crazy to think that we're not in life going to look at situations, things, people life and compare where we're at in our current life that's just a normal thing to do so also like don't listen to these people that are like don't compare yourself to anything or anyone it's like well that's like how life works sometimes okay you just look at other people and things okay guys the way i am so jazzed about this company okay so if you have followed me at all in the last three years, you know, I am beyond obsessed with first leaf wine. Like I honestly won't shut up about them. I found them randomly a while back and they have continued to impress me. They literally always have the best deals. So let me break it down for y'all. First leaf is amazing. If you love wine, me, I love wine, but also you don't like really know the ins and outs. Like I don't know enough about it, but I know what tastes I like and what tastes I don't like, but then I'm not able to apply that to like a list of wines and types and regions and all that fancy stuff. I like clam up. I just don't know when I'm in the grocery store. I get so overwhelmed. So First Leaf does that for you. They take the guesswork out of the wine selection with a super easy and short taste quiz. Then, furthermore, when you get your first wines, you rate the ones they sent you, and then they have an even better understanding. It's like 96% proven accuracy. And honestly, for me, it's 100% personally because I have loved every single wine they have sent me. It also comes straight to your door, which is amazing because y'all know I do not like to go to the grocery store. And you can pick when it arrives too. I love trying these wines from South Africa, New Zealand, like more than just California wines, even though those are good too. But it's so nice because First Leaf really lets you explore so many different types. I feel honestly so cultured. And by the way, the wines are nice. It's not some weird gimmick where you get a bunch of low budget wine. These are high quality wines that are just a fraction of the price. I cannot honestly say enough good stuff about them. I just love First Leaf so, so much. I've gotten all my friends on it, my mom on it, my grandma on it, you name it. I'm like, you need to try First Leaf. Trust me. This is like, it's an ad, but it's like not because I just love them so much. So you might be tired of hearing me rave about it, but I am not. You are crazy not to try them out. I just legit love them. So here's the deal. Sign up today. You'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus 
free shipping. So go to tryfirstleaf.com slash probably. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash probably to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash probably. But because I, I don't like anyone that's like, I'm just confident because I don't compare myself to anyone. It's like, you, you might not. And I, I could believe you. But like, in I just feel like everyday life, we're looking at the lens, the, the lens through life we just naturally are comparing. So all that to be said, something that I struggled with personally, okay, comparing myself to any, not just James, any significant other I've had, I would get, I used to get fixated on their exes. Why? I don't know. Like, was I bored? Did I just have like a deep rooted, like self insecurity issue? I don't know. I absolutely have, have scoured the earth for all of my nuggets and I will count them all in my hand because I have gotten a lot of nuggets of growth on that front, right? I don't do that anymore. I'm like, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, we don't do this anymore. And we talked about this, about the the things that I wasn't going to do. It was around my birthday. I was like, I, I take that time more so than new year's resolutions. I take, like my birthdays of like hey we're 29 now what are we not gonna fucking do that so I found myself trying to just like check up on them I'd be like you know what I just want to see what they're doing and here's the crazy thing too like none of them look like me or really are doing the same things as me so I was always like hmm it was always a very vast comparison I was like it's like hmm and let me tell you something we, I don't care what best friend you have, what mama you have, what what girl that is your ride or die that is telling you, Mm-mm, girl, his ex ain't pretty. You're so much prettier than his ex. You're so, like, that's just not true. They're all like, they're pretty. Like the exes are pretty. Like, and I, and I don't care if you're like, no, Shannon, really. Like my, my current boyfriend, his exes are ugly. Like, it's just like, what are we gaining from this? You know what I mean? Like they actually are beautiful in all their own rights. But um, yeah, I just think that that is a really volatile cycle we can get into where you're like asking your friends to like give you a confident boost by putting someone else down. Like that's just never the way to grow. You're never going to grow from that. And also like low key, we all have eyes. Like you can find beauty in everyone and they have something about them that the guy you're dating so the guy you're dating liked them at one point so let's be honest here if you like the guy you're dating chances are this girl is nice funny pretty maybe one out of three maybe three out of three who knows but like he dated her for a while so she's not so bad okay so comparing yourself to that we're not doing anything positive there right so what did I have to do I had to literally just like stop looking because that's fucking weird anyways and it's creepy and if you are one of my (laughs) If you're one of my boyfriend's ex-girlfriends and you're listening to this right now and you're like, you are so creepy, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to my podcast. So you're also kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, I just had to absolutely stop looking at it because it was just so pointless. And I know curiosity really gets you sometimes. You're like, I'm not, I'm just looking. Like, I'm just curious. Like, it's beneficial to nothing. So cut that shit out, okay? Comparing yourself maybe to someone in the line of work that you're doing. Let's talk about that for a second because and it's not just me and I'm not just talking about influencers because of course you'll you'll hear lots of creators talk about how like they'll look at you know and me personally like I said I speak from life experiences to try to kind of like explain the nuggets of growth that I've gained from them and for sure a constant battle that I'm always struggling with is being on the internet and looking at things other creators are doing and I'm like gosh like Oh, their reel was so perfect. It was so crisp with the transitions. It was so good. Like, and all I do is just get on my stories and just like talk. And then I'm like, that Anna Grace always says to me, that's your power. That's what you do best. Do that. Lean into that. And this can be applied to way more than just like random influencers. Okay. If you are in the work force workplace in any facet of life, anything you do in life, there is someone out there who is doing it too, right? 
I presume any job you're doing, someone else is also doing it. And I imagine you could find someone who's doing a quote unquote better job than you, right? Better. That's great. There's always going to be someone doing it better than you. Guess the fuck what? There are a hundred million influencers doing it better than me. But that's not the point because I'm doing it for me, doing it for you guys. I'm doing it how I do it. And that's the power being yourself. No one will ever, ever, ever be Jessica, Annie, Sarah, freaking I'm mumbo number five and just saying all these names now, but like no one will ever be whoever you are listening to this podcast right now. No one will ever be you. And that's your super freaking power. No one will ever be me. And there are so many times where I aspire to be someone, but shape shifting yourself into someone else and like fully changing yourself is not the vibe. And it's also just like people can sniff up. Sorry. Dinner, dinner in London's calling one second. Sorry, guys, I had to answer that phone call about a dinner reservation. Um, where the fuck was I? Oh my God, I totally lost my train of thought. Fuck. First of all, I don't know a single person who isn't obsessed with Topgolf after they've tried it. If you haven't been, it's this massive, stunning, cool venue that has so much more than just golf. It's an experience. So I've gone with all my friends. I've taken my parents there. I've gone with my goddaughters. It's legit perfect for anyone. I'm personally not super good at golf, but that's where it's fun because it doesn't matter. I've gone with my friends before that are legit so good at golf, and sometimes I've even beaten them at games we play. They've got these huge light-up targets that you try to hit into a massive fairway, and there's a ton of different games that are associated with them. Another thing I did was I had my friends who were really good at golf help me with my swing and teach me more about golf, and I didn't feel all stuffy and pressured or whatever because I was in such a relaxed atmosphere. They have music pumping, amazing food, and drinks that get delivered right to your bay. Get the pizza, trust me. And personally, my favorite part is that even though it's technically outside, it's covered, and so in the winter, they got heaters that make it cozy, and in the summer, they've got fans to keep you cool. And shout out to my lefties, because another reason that I never really play golf, or I guess I'm kind of intimidated, is because I don't actually have my own set of clubs, and it's rare that someone else is left-handed, and Topgolf hooks it up with the lefty clubs. Actually, everyone gets to choose whichever club they want when they're in there. I just genuinely have such a good time every time I'm there. Also, if there's someone in your life that wants to have fun, but also can't miss a game on TV, we all know the type, then don't worry, they have giant TVs everywhere. I'm telling you, the next time that you don't know what to do with your friends, with your parents, or even with your kids, take them to Top Golf. It will not disappoint. Also, it's fun to try something new. I never thought that I'd be interested in golf, but Top Golf makes you forget that it's a serious sport and you just have fun with it. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. I mean, I could just say for the 800th time that there's power in being different and power me and you, but I think you guys fucking get that. I just mean that like everyone in life is struggling every single day with like comparing themselves to someone or trying to do something oh, aspiring to be. I'm like, there's just a difference in that. There's a difference in, a, in seeing something and being like, you know what? I feel like I could totally wear that. I could totally rock that. I feel like I could totally maybe like do this in, in my job from now on. Oh, turn my volume on my phone off. Silence all phones, please. And, and aspiring to be something like that is different in than just like trying to morph yourself into something else. It's just never the vibe. And like I said, people sniff it out. People know when you're just like trying to be something you're not. So find the things you're good at. Find the things that you hear your best friends and your family members and people in your life say they love when you do that. Things that I used to do was one, morph myself into other things and people and men in my life, right? And, or the version of 
Shannon who I thought everyone else wanted and the things I wasn't paying attention to was when my best friends or my mom or my dad or my siblings would say like oh my god they like crack off and be like I love when you do that or I love when you say this and do things like that hone in on those these are your people that see you 24 7 these are the people that know you hone in on the things that they're saying make you you right like do what you're good at and then just try to excel at that. Try to grow at that. And if you see something that you're like, that's a vibe. I kind of want to like emulate that. Then you can with a grain of salt. But like, let's, we're not trying to like, you know, turn apples into oranges here. It's just never going to fucking work. So I try to remind myself that like who I am. And, and like I said, I struggle with it with work and, and I'm always like, oh, this could be better. This could be different. I could, I could really like spend hours doing this. Usually the people that are really good at something don't have to spend hours and hours and hours at it because it comes to them naturally. So let's like focus on the stuff that comes to us naturally. Me opening up my fucking camera and just talking shit to you guys all day and, and doing the podcast, it comes naturally to me. So, you know, sharpen the tools that are already in your toolkit, the things you're already good at and, and hone in on those, like grow, grow with those things you're already good at. You guys, I, I can't tell if this entire podcast has just been a bag of mush exploded onto you guys from my brain. I really work well with other people. I really like bouncing off other people, but I'm trying to hone in on things that I think I'm good at. And I think I'm good at talking. And I could talk to a brick wall. So I'm like, let's sharpen my tool set and let's have more solo podcasts. Just me and you guys. Okay. Just me and you. And I hope that you've, you've taken any, if you can take anything from this, I hope it's that like everybody is struggling. Everyone that you think is perfect is absolutely comparing themselves to some stunning bitch on Instagram. You know, even girls that don't have Instagram, they probably don't have Instagram anymore because they literally are comparing themselves to many people. So they have to like work on something else. All I'm saying is we're all fucking struggling. We're all just trying to make do. I think I'm going to start my period next week. I'm getting kind of emotional slash I'm pretty sure literally my brain isn't working right now. So anyways, that's all from me. Um, friendships and confidence, something like I said, they're ever changing or ever growing in them. And I love you guys. I will be back next week with a motherfucking fire guest. You guys are going to love it. And I love you guys. Thanks for, thanks for just sticking through the absolute ramble that is continuously my podcast and for also sticking through my brain taking a million different lefts rights ups and downs to get to any one single point love ya